Large movements often begin with small conversations. We're going to hear about one of those conversations with the two individuals who had it on this episode of The Spirit of Leading. I'm Garland McWaters. That lunchtime conversation took place back in 2013 in Durant, Oklahoma, between Greg Massey, the CEO of First United Bank, and Gary Batten, Chief of the Choctaw Nation. Gentlemen, welcome to The Spirit of Leading. Thank you, Garland. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. Uh, I want to go back in time a little bit. I want to kind of start at the beginning of this. The, the movement that we're talking about, Image Durant or Imagine Durant, uh, came out of that conversation. I know that you didn't, that probably wasn't what you called it back then, but that's, the, that's what we know of it today. The goal of Imagine Durant is to really create a unified vision for the future for the community and to develop the strategies you know, to make that happen. And we're going to hear all about that. But first of all, I want to go back to that conversation. I'm just, I'm just fascinated by these kinds of things because, uh, it, like I said, it's the big ideas that come out of these sort of small, oh, by the way, conversations. And uh, tell me about that. Chief, would you like to start the conversation? Well, sure. I, I think it started by Greg and I was just talking about uh, First United has had tremendous growth and the Choctaw Nation has had tremendous growth. And we were just talking about how do we sustain and keep that type of growth and uh, of course you know if it goes from employees to infrastructure for the city of durant where we put buildings all those types of things and uh, you know greg basically said we need to start trying to to do something about that here in in the city of durant and so it just kind of went from there and and talk about um what all did we need? And and um, and Greg was just basically, I think he kind of, I felt like he challenged me, which is a great challenge. Just said, you know, Chief, well, how do we get there? Mm-hmm. Now, was that the purpose of the lunch, or was it just a casual gathering? You know, we try to have uh, lunch every month or so together and just uh, talk as leaders. And I think both of us have our own challenges from leading large organizations. So it's always good to be with other leaders and 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 talk. And and I think that day we just started talking about the community. It's also just interesting. I think that day. Uh, was a question I think we both had. Uh, uh, Gary's just done an unbelievable job of pr- really creating culture inside the tribe, and and they've really just built that culture. And so I think the question, one of the questions that day at lunch was, you know, can we actually create a vision for the community, and also can we actually create, you know, its own value system? So you know, what does what do we want the community to look like in 20 years, and also what do what what's the community going to stand for? What you know, why why does the community exist, and can we really define those things? and move it uh, to, uh, forward strategically because the community is growing it's in with all that's happening here in the community both the Choctaw tribe and and also the location we have next to to Dallas Fort Worth and there's just a lot of opportunities for growth and the community's growing so now can we actually grow it the right way and really build a vision for it for the future well that's all uh, that's a very huge and tall order how'd you go about that how did you start building or creating or finding what that vision should be well, I think the first thing, uh, Greg and I, I think one thing that we're good at is that we know our strengths and we know our weaknesses. And one of the things we said is we don't know how to do this. And so we said, well, who would be an expert in doing that? And Greg did a great job of, of researching and finding a person that, that would come in and talked about the grassroots approach and how we needed to pursue that. One of the things I thought was really important, Greg and I both agreed upon, is you know we're, we're kind of in Durant, Oklahoma. We're the, the big fish in a little pond. And so we knew if it was driven by Greg and I that 
it may not work because some people may have the assumption that it's just to benefit us and to grow our organizations and so on. We knew that we wanted to make sure that it had to be community buy-in. It was interesting as well as we started looking for uh, someone to help us do this and there are several uh, consulting organizations around the country around the world that that help communities uh, do this type of work but most of their approaches were really what I call top-down so everyone I talked to you know is really the leaders of the Chamber of Commerce the leaders of, of different business groups that would really uh, articulate this we actually found a lady uh, she actually lived in Canada it was very from the bottom up and so it, we knew I think from our own experience of, of running organizations if it comes from the whole community the whole organization and, and you really truly listen to all the voices you really have something that really will stick for a long period of time so what I've seen over you know my lifetime is as communities have done this type of work when it comes from the top down it, it, it looks there's a good piece of paper at the end of the day but it doesn't stick mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't really go forward over a period of time and, and to really uh, do this type of work for a community it's really a 30-year vision and it's not something that that has to last a long period so you really have to do this and to, to every everybody in the community I know there have been many efforts that I've heard of in the past over my years of working in leadership and consulting where most of those efforts were driven from the top down and, and it went just like you said Greg uh, once it was developed and everybody else was saying well whose idea was that I wasn't in on that people will support the things they help to create have you found that to be true Absolutely. You know, uh, when I was speaking with Marilyn the first time, uh, she said, Greg, if you can get 30 to 35 percent of the community involved and and it will stick. And then you, you got to make sure also that uh, that 30 percent represents the whole. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, th- we feel like we've done that over the last several years of, of really uh, doing a lot of listening. And th- that's the other thing. The community has been real what I call patient. So th- this process has been over three years. And three years of truly just listening to the whole community. And what does the community want? What does the community want this, you know, this community to look like 30 years from today? And, and it's, it's a process to get, to get that. So there's got to be some patience uh, with this process. I know both of you have very distinguished professional resumes and personal resumes of public service and and community service. As you said earlier, Chief, you were sort of the the movers and shakers in town. You were the the big fish, in a sense, around. And uh, was everybody already immediately on board when you all all suggested this idea? Or was there a sales job that had to happen to kind of get it moving along? Well, I wouldn't say sales job. I think I would rather use the word enroll. I think, you know, you want to make sure to get, as we said, it had to come from the grassroots. And so we wanted to make sure. I mean, I think the the aha moment for me was, I I know Greg and I both have been, Greg's been here all of his life. I've been involved in Durant since 1985. And to to see the growth that we've had here, and I mean, to me is to meet people where they are. So, I mean, I'm seeing opportunities everywhere. And I think we need, we could do this, we could do this, we could do, you know. But the problem is you have to slow down and just go, okay. What, what does the community see that right. they want and mm-hmm. how do they want to improve their area, their neighborhoods, and then it will blossom from there. But you can't, as Greg said, you cannot do from the top down. And it's a struggle because I think, like I said, Greg and I both just see Durant as the premier town to live in, the premier place that you want to be. I mean, with all the opportunities, Highway 69, all those great things, and yet, sometimes when you go into the community it's more about what's not going on in the community what's not happening and you have to 
improve some of those smaller things before people can start seeing the bigger right. picture. Yeah. You know, one of the interesting things for me was when we first started, uh, you know, I'll call it the Lockley suspects. So when we first started, we had a lot, a lot of the Lockley suspects to kind of get us rolling. Then over time, uh, we really started digging into different factors of the community. And then, you know, then kind of, you know, this person would talk to this person, this person would talk to this person. And we really created uh, folks that really I've never even met here. So I've lived here my whole life. And, and it's amazing the number of people that I've actually met for the first time through Imagine Durant just because we have really done or I shouldn't say we Kara uh, who's our director has just done a wonderful job of reaching out all over the community and I'll never forget we were were having a a dialogue one weekend and uh, a young lady was there and we we've been talking for a day and a half about you know what what do we want the community to look like and she said I'm just so thrilled to be here because I I feel like I I was the only one that was driving down the streets of Durant thinking these things and, and to find 50 other people people in this room together that really are, are seeing some common things and so we, we, we so we saw a lot of different people come through and then we also had a lot of common themes come through as well that's an interesting observation because that really is the synergy that comes out of an effort like this you don't realize how much energy there is to uh, want to do something to get enough people together and create a critical mass and all that starts happening and it just sort of takes takes over Well, and I would say in Durant, we've got a lot of good people with good hearts. And so it's just channeling that. And because, like I said, everybody wants to see Durant grow. They want to see it flourish. It's just in what direction, once we get unified and aligned, then I think, well, we've seen it. Things are starting to happen now. And we've also had, we've had so many folks that have moved into Durant over the last 10 or 15 years for for different jobs. And it's been fun to watch them lean in as well. So they've actually brought in some ideals from where they've lived in the past Mm -hmm. and said, hey, you know, and, and where I used to live, we've done this or that. And, and so, you know, it's, it's been a good mixture of, of what I call the new uh, folks coming in and some of the old folks like me that have been here for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's, a good, that's an interesting and good blend. Yeah. You need all of that. Now, I'm kind of curious about the moment that you realize, hey, this just might work. I know whenever you roll something out, uh, what I call empowered people are people who just see something that needs to be done. They just say, well, let's go take care of that. They don't wait for permission. They don't wait for somebody else to say, hey, we ought to have a committee. They just say, well, let's go do that. And there's always the the likelihood that it just might not work. And so we get a little bit reluctant to try and a little bit, we hedge a little bit, but then we get it going. And then all of a sudden there's a moment when we realize, hey, this just might work. When was that moment for you guys? I don't know if I'm there yet, to be honest with you. You know, it's been a long process and holding to the, you know, what we said we're gonna do is really listen, listen, listen before we put action. And so I think we're now, you know, I, t- I told the board a few weeks ago, I feel like we've been flying an airplane around the city and listening and listening. Now we got to land this airplane. So I think really right today is probably the point of, of uh, no return. So we've got to land the airplane. We've, re- we've really got to build that uh, vision comments and we got to uh, build the strategic themes. And, and I think once we have those built, I feel really good because I think at that point, there's a there's so many people in the community today that are ready to do the doing and, and actually start, fi- you know, do it. Uh, moving the, the community forward well and I think for for me um, it's that balance and what I mean by that I think when we had our trail done here in Durant that and then we received a grant to expand that that mm-hmm. rails to trail system I mean I thought wow you know this is things are starting to happen here now and so mm-hmm. to me it's it's realizing that baby step but also balancing like Greg was saying we still have a lot of work that needs to be done but I feel like the the platform 
is almost there. I mean, you can feel the energy. You can feel it all. Just If we can just take yep. that next little step, then uh, it's going to happen. But for me, it was when we, we started really doing that. And people started believing in that. People started saying, we need to connect our north side of town to downtown to other parts of our community and starting to realize that. I think another, and I know I'm saying this person's name, but um, JJ, I think, has been a big help to us. He's come in, he's kind of given us a visual, uh, that 30,000 view of of above looking out the city and say, how do you want to connect safe zones? Where do you connect streets and water and sewer and all those things? And I started thinking, wow, we're we're almost there. We're we're at the tip of the iceberg. Right. When you start really putting those ideas into a very tangible plan and implementing them to start turning dirt in a sense or, or or building the infrastructure, that's when people really think it's serious. I thought that was one of the smartest things the board actually did was said, Hey, instead of just completely waiting till everything's done, let's get some few wins. And I think the trail system was a, uh, you know, was the big win. And, and, and it was interesting once we actually said, Hey, we're going to do this. Then, then a whole different group in the community said, Hey, I'm, we're going to get behind this and make it happen. Well, and I think it's all that energy and things and the community talk, CMC metals decided to come here, which I can't remember the number of jobs, like 300 uh, new jobs. So I think it's those types of things that I consider Mm -hmm. contributes to that because if you don't have people talking about good about your community, people don't want to come to a community. They they hear people talk bad about their community. Well, when you start seeing success stories like that, it starts to feed itself and then before you know you have a lot of uh, a lot of energy happening you have a lot of momentum going on and things really start to pop and everybody wants in on it exactly So what's the next thing? What's the next step? Well, so, so it really is finishing the plan. So we're, we're right at the edge of having a, a full uh, vision written out with strategic themes. And then and then from that strategic themes, we will start building out a you know a five and ten year uh, chart of saying, okay, here's the things we're going to accomplish this year and the next year and the next year and over time. And the big thing what we're seeing uh, in, in this is just getting everybody to work together. And so, you know, we might be talking about education, but it's really getting our business community to talk to the educators so, okay here here's the type of jobs that we really need now can, how can we help the the uh, education side you know supply those jobs uh, we, you know we also you know started looking at hey what's our dropout rate in the community how do we how do we uh, keep more kids in our in our uh, school system and, and how how do we get more of our kids from the school system to the university system and so it's really just getting you know every, every uh, aspect of the community working together and that could be health care could be uh you know how to build out the right infrastructure and having a community plan uh, but uh, you know when, when you're talking about community plan well you got to get the city and and the developers that developing the property working together in tandem as well so so just getting everybody to work together and and so uh the next step is is, is building out that strategy well, and I think for me is, is putting, uh, I've said earlier, you know, one of my aha moments is meeting people where they are because we have all different spectrums, some that see the vision, some that want something tangible. Now we have to make this plan tangible, meaning that and how then how it relates to our overall vision and in, in accomplishing that. And because, you know, the trails is an example, we have some other smaller things that, yes, we want to do. But as long as we know which path we're trying to get there, I think that's the most important part in tying those. And then, like I said, then people start believing and wanting to do more about making Durant the place that they want to live. When things become real, you go from the concept to the reality and get people engaged and involved in it. Now you've got something. 
until until people are engaged and involved, you have a great idea, but not a lot of momentum. And then when you cross over and get this engagement happening, people want to be a part of it. They bring their ideas, they bring their resources, they bring their positive thoughts uh, to, uh, to the table, and it really be- becomes almost magical. And so I'll be anxious to, eager to hear when that aha uh, happens for you because I'd, I'd like to be here to see that. I, I, I always worry about myself. I, I think I'm always waiting for that aha. So worry about that with the banks. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> it keeps I, me going every day. Well, and, and I think we're, like I said, I think we're months we're away from yeah, it. I, I just think, I think we're really close. Good. Well, that's, I'll be eager to see and I'll be uh, eager to make, come back and do a follow-up whenever that happens. I do uh, want to mention that we are recording this here at the Chamber of Commerce in Durant, and uh, Kara uh, Bird, the director of Imagine Durant, the executive director of Imagine Durant uh, offices here, and y'all work uh, very closely with her. And I want to throw a, uh, a shout out to her because she kind of put me onto this when I came to visit with her back in November, I guess. Uh, she is a was a recipient of the Next Gen Un- Under 30 award for uh, which went statewide this year the next gen under 30 and the next gen leadership oklahoma programs are stepping up to help millennials engage basically Mm -hmm. is the mission for that group and so i'm wondering you know she's a millennial and uh and and how are how are you encouraging that uh, young generation those new leaders those new young people who are wanting to engage but they're not quite sure if they have permission to engage how are you getting them involved you know, even on the board seat, we, we brought in a young man from uh, South Asia, and that has just been one of our very, very best uh, uh, board members. But, you know, if we look at, I know in our own organization, you know, we think by 2020, uh, half of our workforce and half of our customer base will be that new generation. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's pretty interesting uh, for us as a, as, as a community or a business to continue to connect to them and also see the way, you know, what, what we are seeing is how much more engaged this generation is with community. Uh, you know, not that, you know, you kind of look at the different generations and they really do care. They care about the environment. They care about the family. They care about culture. And so it's it's actually uh, this generation is almost easier to engage in this type of work. Well, and I would say also we have leadership Durant, you know, that I think we want to engage because they're, they're our future leaders uh, for the city of Durant. But I'm, I'm like uh, Greg, you know, the thing I would say about the millennials is very purposeful. I mean, they know what the, and I would say the, the older, Greg and I think, I feel we're very fortunate that being 50, we have what I call the old political regime, which came before us, which means, you know, everything was kind of that good old boy system. And then, you know, these, these younger ones, they don't want to hear anything about that. They just want to know what are you going to do when are you going to get it done and how quickly can you make it happen? And so I think it's critical that we have them involved and make them a part of that community. And, and, you know, and I think we've got to overcome our assumptions too. I mean, you know, a lot of them, my son, he's 24 and I keep saying, you know, he's the gamer and he wants to play his games and things, but he's very much a part of the community as well. And I think that's probably an assumption that I probably, 
didn't realize that I was doing was uh, because he does. He wants to come out to town. He wants to be involved in all those things as opposed to just in his room playing the games. You know, as I reflect back, uh, that question just made me uh, remember uh, whenever we were trying to get this off the ground. And so we have a a group of uh, young men and women that meet on a monthly basis. And we were having a hard time really getting this thing, some energy behind it. And we actually gave this to them. And they're the ones that really uh, moved it to that next level. They were the second one that saw the need for this and and, uh, and really got this thing rolling back uh, back in, in the early days. Well, that's a good story to tell, too. And, and I know as I travel around the state uh, helping to promote the Next Gen Leadership Oklahoma program, I keep hearing that over and over in sort of other communities where these young people really want to be engaged. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to point them at you. I'm going to point them to you and say, go see how they do it in Durant. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, They know how to get you engaged, and and they can give you some ideas on how to step out and uh, get involved in your own community, and you can see Durant, how, what Durant's doing, and maybe you can do something in your own town that way. One final question, your personal takeaways. Uh, what have you learned about yourself, and what have you learned about, uh, about uh, uh, how you – are, are, are taking this experience and, 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 and growing yourself as a result of it. We're never too old to quit growing. Well, I think for me, again, I don't mean to speak for Greg, but I think we're fortunate, meaning that where we're at with uh, the Choctaw Nation, it's all about developing future leaders. We're, we're about developing our people and, and our communities as a whole. And so how all of that has just flown into this, I think has been a great aha moment for, uh, because it does make us very purposeful about, we, we for example, in Choctaw Nation, faith, family, and culture and is what we stand for. And we wanna be very purposeful. How do we show that? How do we display that? And, you know, and it really related to me when we think about Durant, you know, what do we want Durant to be known for? What what type of personality? If you had to give Durant a personality, what would that be? I mean, for Choctaw Nation, we came up big-hearted, humble, and strong. And so I would like to think that we're developing our personality for Durant right now. It's had a great personality. We just want to see what that personality looks like in 20, 30 years from now. And the learning for me is really uh, to become a better listener and and, and uh, also just to uh, reach out to the community more. I, I've been shocked uh, with some of the things I've learned about my own community, and I've lived here my whole life. And you know, there's a homeless problem here. There's a hunger problem here. There's uh, there's a there's a, there's a drug problem here. And, and I think all these issues I think we have in all of our communities. And 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 then what 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 is a community? are we doing to, do, to to solve those real problems and and uh, and so I, I think uh, you know as we solve those we actually uh, make the the uh, community and, and and by the way all those folks in the in that community uh, I just mentioned are wonderful people they just need a helping hand well and I'd have to reiterate I mean I think for me it would be patience just uh, in meeting people where they are because like you said uh, we we see so many opportunities and and, and I should say we I say I I see so many opportunities, and so you want to move towards those really quickly. And but you need to make sure, and and as Greg said, be a good listener and be patient, and because we'll we'll get there. It's just maybe not on the time frame that I wanted, but it will still work out in its own way. Well, my congratulations to both of you for taking that small conversation and seeing in the few years how it's evolved into something very spectacular for this community. And uh, from imagining Durant to actually seeing those dreams become reality, I know it's going to be very exciting for both of you. 
Thank you. Thank same. you very much, Thanks Garland, so much. for having us. Thanks so much. That's uh, Greg Massey, the CEO of First United Bank of Durant, and Chief Gary Batten, the chief of the Choctaw Nation, uh, talking about uh, the program Imagine Durant and how it evolved out of a conversation they had several years ago over lunch. Great things can happen out of small conversations. Give a few people a big idea and watch them go. They'll do some amazing things with it. It's a reminder that all great ideas begin with usually with one or two people just talking about and saying, well, why if? And why not? Well, that's it for this episode of The Spirit of Leading. And thanks for listening. I also encourage you to recognize and appreciate anyone who demonstrates the spirit of leading at work and in the community. Be listening for the next episode of The Spirit of Leading. Until then, I urge you to encourage the spirit to enliven the heart, to enlighten the mind, and to enlarge the expectations of living in yourself and in others. Live each and every day empowered. I'm Garland McWaters. Thank you.